Hello, loyal listeners. Man, I can't even believe I wrote that. That sounds horrible, super cheesy. So I guess apologies are probably in order. Uh, but I digress. Uh, I know it's probably obvious. Uh, we're trying a few new things with this podcast, and I actually talk about it in the show's opening. But I also felt like it was a good idea to put a little provision right before the intro. Uh, first, we've added video. That's right. I'm putting effort into our YouTube channel. But don't worry, I'm still going to upload all the audio. Every episode will have an audio uh, podcast episode, so no worries there. But if you would like to watch it, feel free to click the link in the show's description. That way you can actually watch us babble like idiots, which is great. Uh, last but not least, we're branching out a bit with our Coast Guard-focused podcasts. Specifically, we're bringing on guests. Cool, right? I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, this chapter has our first guest. Heath, talking about his experiences as a boatsmate. All right, I've probably taken up enough of your time. I hope I've alleviated any confusion and answered any questions, which I am really positive you didn't have any. Uh, so with that, enjoy episode 45, titled A Boatsmate and a Gentleman. is Analog Spectrum. Hey, AARP, quit prostituting yourself with all those shitty junk mail applications you send us. We're not ever joining your organization. All right, this is Analog Spectrum. This is Tony coming at you. Uh, it's morning where the hell we are. And this is a really special day. I'm just going to say that right now, that we're doing a lot of new shit today. Uh, Doug <laughs> is here. He decided to wear pants. I'm excited about that. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a first. Um, it's a first for everything. We're excited know, about that. I know. That is literally a first. And uh, I'm more sober than drunk. That's also yeah. a pretty big also deal. Also a first. Yeah. Also, yeah. It's early, though. Also, it's early. It is. I, you know, we'll be taking breaks throughout the day. Yeah. And uh, also we have a guest, uh, Mr. Heath is here with us, which is pretty awesome. And we decided to, to go ahead and record this, put it on video. And so we'll, we'll post both a audio podcast and the video podcast. Uh, as Doug and I have talked in the past on other podcasts, uh, probably our most popular uh, episodes have been uh, devoted to the Coast Guard. And uh, and I know how everybody that's probably listening right now is like, uh, man, I love hearing about Corman. I love hearing about yeah. cooks. I love sure, hearing about guys. I love hearing about guys <laughs> avoiding avoiding You're responsibility. Face there for a while, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so uh, so you know the people in Key West and and having sex with chickens that was a topic for a bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. but I thought we would expand it, I, and I think that's a real niche that we can take advantage of. And uh, and I, and Heath, uh, who's actually going to be joining us for a few podcasts, he was also in the Coast Guard too, and uh, and so I'm hoping. You know, just during this episode, he could tell us about his experiences. Uh, he was a boatswain mate, uh, which we, we've kind of talked about a little bit in the past podcast. But and also he was uh, he had some uh, black hole experience. And for people that know nothing at all about Coast Guard, uh, the Coast Guard, there's clear, uh, you know, lanes that individuals end up in. Like there's uh, 
There's uh, white hole being law enforcement, black hole being uh, uh, AIDS navigation underway versus on land versus small boat stations, all the different jobs. So you can definitely really drill down into, into uh, certain specialties uh, within that service. I'd say even more than other services like, you know, the Navy, they fight wars. The Coast Guard does all kinds of stuff. So, uh, so yeah, so hopefully as we kind of go forward and we focus on Coast Guard stuff, we'll kind of bring people uh, on board and uh, and have them kind of uh, tell their unique stories. So, uh, so Heath, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. And, uh, yeah, and you don't so, know what again, you're in Heath, for. Yeah. You don't know. So, and by the way, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking. We'll get to you in about 30 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, Heath and I are friends. Uh, uh, I was when I was stationed in Seattle. Uh, Seattle. Uh, uh, Heath's wife Angie was a, was a cor- was a reserve corpsman, so we'll probably have her on someday uh, talking about her experiences. But uh, but we kind of really wanted to take it in a different direction today uh, about uh, about Coast Guard experience. So you're a boat to make. First off, when did you uh, when did you uh, join the the Coast Guard? So I was in ninety uh, one uh, to ninety five. Mm-hmm. All right. So I joined in like uh, April ninety one. Did gotcha. the Cape May boot boot camp and. Got spit out uh, to uh, buoy tender in Hawaii, which was nice. What we got to ask? What company were you in? Every I'm, I don't know people are gonna be wondering. Uh, I was in Golf One Three Six. All right. The fact that I remember that is 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 pretty I, funny. But I don't remember, remember, yeah. remember our company. Yeah, we remember our company. What were you guys? What so. com- well, you guys were ahead of me a, a few years. A little yeah. bit. A little bit. Doug yeah. definitely. Yeah, I was in. I came in in '83, and I was in Lima One One Three. Yeah. So, wow. And I was. I was like, wow. He's just waiting. Wow. He's just cleaning or nothing, man. It ain't that bad. Jeez. Well, yeah. Well, you mentioned, so, yeah. Not to get a jump ahead, but you, you had mentioned you were on the Mallow at one point. I was, yeah. yeah. It was a yeah. couple of years before me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so, uh, yeah, I was Kilo 132, but, uh, so, it, we, we've torn apart boot camp. I think we did, like, a full episode. We probably could have oh, gone yeah, deeper. Yeah, and there's probably nothing that you're going to say about boot camp where we're not going to go. Yep, that's exactly yeah. what happened to us. Yeah, yeah. right. But yeah. uh, so, so you went to the Mallow, and you were a uh, you were a non-rate, right? Tell us, uh, tell yeah, us about I, that. I, I was a non-rate, and I had absolutely no idea at this point what a black hole was, um, other than right. uh, you know it was it was in Hawaii. That's all I knew. I was like, yeah, I'm going to a ship in Hawaii. Uh, where where yeah, did you graduate so, boot camp? Did you did you want to, did, did you want to go there? No. No. So I, well, yes, I did. Yeah. So I ended up, and really it was just, again, about going to Hawaii, you know, it was places. Right. I was like, ah, oh, that sounds cool. I'll be on a ship in Hawaii. And I didn't really have any idea, you know, what, what that was all about or what it was going to entail until I got there. And yeah, I they ended don't up tell you about shooting the tube in boot camp, do they? No, they sure don't. Um, <laughs> and, and that was a, that was a cool experience actually. I've, um, yeah. there was so We're much. So, talk it, about that. so I, it ended up being really, uh, uh, I hit the jackpot on that ship. It was the best experience. And, you know, all the guys that I serve with on that ship that I've run into years later, everyone agrees. Uh, guys that were in the Coast Guard and stationed on, you know, many places throughout their career, that was a unique uh, timeline and, and group of people and, and a ship. And we had like this amazing area of operation. We did all the AIDS navigation in the Hawaiian islands. So, you know, for several weeks throughout the year, we were going to Maui, to the big Island and to different ports. And we're uh, replacing the buoys and working the lights. And, um, you know, it's just a really cool, uh, place to operate. But then, 
a couple times a year, we also went to uh, Johnson Atoll, which is a tiny little atoll in the middle of the Pacific. Uh, and it was, it's a, it was an Air Force base that um, they used to dispose of our chemical weapon munitions because mm. it was out remotely, you know, it was out a remote location out in the middle and they would burn them um, in incinerators um, and, you know, any, any sort of smoke or accident, you know, so far out there is ideal location. Well, they had to, um, you know, that base had to be resupplied and in order to get in and out of there, the tugs and barges needed channels with lights and buoys. So we went in there and did the eights navigation there. Um, and then the really cool one was the Marshall Islands. Every year we'd go to the Marshall Islands, um, which has, you know, is a part of World War II, um, big battles with the Japanese. And so there's all kinds of sunken wrecks throughout all the islands. Of course, everybody knows about Bikini Atoll and the atomic mm -hmm. weapons testing. And so we would go throughout there and do aids to navigation for the existing uh, bases there, like at uh, Kwajalein. Um, a lot of people don't know know it, but that's where they have the Star Wars defense um, uh, missile testing. That's it. So the interceptor missiles. Kill you now. You've you've <laughs> set out the secrets. Yeah, right. I, I, I think that's old news now. But, um, <laughs> but we're yeah, not talking about the Reagan Star Wars. We're actually talking about literally. <laughs> it's where they film the movie Star Wars. Go ahead. Well, it was it was where they would yeah they would have the interceptor missiles. They would launch from there to mm -hmm. intercept uh, ICBMs um, no from California. Yeah. And so we supplied the AIDS navigation to keep, um, you know, keep all the channels and all that stuff going. But we also went down there for hurricane relief. So mm -hmm. we would go periodically, they'd get wiped out by hurricanes and we'd deliver, we'd take FEMA representatives and go uh, anchor in an, the lagoon of an atoll and go from island to island and ferry this guy ashore. And he would go assess what kind of... Um, help they needed and write them checks and then we'd unload lumber and corrugated aluminum and stuff for them to rebuild you know and and in the meantime we'd just go play right go surf and dive and it was pretty amazing nice it, yeah. also uh, just a couple couple questions uh so uh, and i did search this so i kind of already know the answer do you, do you know when the mallow was first commissioned yeah so it was uh it's old it was uh 44 Yep, it was yep. uh, during the Second World War. It was one of the holes they um, brought. And I think it was uh, Duluth, mm -hmm. um, the, where it was where it was built, and then yeah. launched. And, and it it was at the end of the Second World War in right. service. Um, and I think it came from the East Coast, and then they put it in service in Hawaii later. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it's decommissioned now. They they scrapped it. Oh, so yeah, they sold it on eBay. <laughs> Did they really? Seeing, yeah. I remember somebody, one of my old shipmates was like, they sold the mallow on eBay, man. I just saw it. And That's it was no yeah. doubt. That is crazy. Yeah. So I, but, but you know, the thing about the ships back then was everything was manual. You know, mm -hmm. we didn't have, we had hydraulic davits for one of the, um, the RHI on one side. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other side, it was the old cargo, uh, Crank cargo them, right? Oh yeah, we had pass. You yeah. know, you had to pass stoppers and run. There was a whole block and tackle system. You'd you're, everything you're speaking through. a different language, by the way. So just FYI, yeah, sorry. You say, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, the, the other the other shipboard people know what you're talking about. Oh, sorry. I freaking yeah. know what he's talking about. Yeah. I was freaking underway. Shut your mouth. <laughs> so we we had this giant pig of a, a lifeboat, 
and and uh, yeah. and in order to get it in the water, it was this core. It took like a team of monkeys, deck monkeys, to, to make the happen. <laughs> and you know, you, have you ever you have, have you ever been to the Eagle? You ever you ever been on the Eagle? No, I haven't. It's, it's the same thing, dude. It, I yeah. mean, literally to rotate the davits and everything was all manual. Everything yeah. it was absolutely nothing electrical or hydraulic about it. It was crazy, man. It yeah. might have been the most difficult thing I did. In also, the also, I understand that when, when Doug was on the Eagle, it was hard for him too because he had to drink coffee while he watched them. Yeah, do that. <laughs> your, like, your finger like, gets sore. Like, yeah. God well, damn that yeah. yeah. looks hard shit. Hey, can you guys speed this up? I gotta take a piss. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking but, cadets. Uh, yeah, damn cadets. But so, no, yeah, that's cool, man. I know it had like well, a center, like a, people talk, talking to people that had been on those buoy tenders. Cause there was, when, when we all came in, those buoy tenders were all over the coast guard, those older mm-hmm, buoy right. tenders, which are almost all now. I remember hearing stories about the, uh, the, the shaft for the, the rudder actually ran like through the mess deck and. and oh, it uh, does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 That's crazy. Yeah, they, so. the, the other cool thing we did on that thing was we did uh, um, the weather buoys, the NOAA weather buoys, those giant, mm-hmm. you know, when you look up, um, uh, you go for, sea conditions you know offshore Mm -hmm. the measure wind speed swell height all that intervals all that kind of stuff um well those are they were uh launched by buoy tenders so we go out 300 miles south of the big island wherever they were and we bore that sucker you know to in mile deep water um Mm -hmm. that was pretty cool right cool stuff yeah i actually um on one of those and i'm kind of jumping all over the place but that's um, fine one of those, um, we were going out off uh, south of the Big Island, and it was going to coincide with this big uh, solar eclipse. It was going to be a 100% eclipse, and people were flocking to Hawaii to go see this thing because it was one of those rare times where it was going to be completely blotted out. And uh, so all these people spent all this money to go to Hawaii, to the Big Island, to see it. And it ended up being overcast there. They had like a storm come through. We were south of there about 300 miles and um, got to see the whole thing. I remember watching it with welding glasses from the lookout, uh, you know, and uh, it was it was kind of funky because as the sun got occluded, uh, all of the fish uh, that were around those uh, buoys, it's like a fish aggregating device, you know, it's a ton of, it's like a little uh, ecosystem, you know, mm-hmm. small fish and big fish and everything started coming to the surface. Um, around. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Mm. It was a cool experience. Yeah, we're having one of those. We're having two of them, actually. One in October yeah. here, and then one in uh, next April is the full eclipse. And literally, where I live out there in Kerrville, it's literally coming directly through. We're, we got well, like one of the best vantage points in the world for it. So mm-hmm. oh, that's going to be cool. The city council's talking like 150,000 people. And I was like, oh, shit, what are we going to do with all these people, man? It's going to be insane. But uh, anyway. Don't get he started on celestial sh- stuff, please. <laughs> we, well, we actually, I'm, I'm renting out my uh, my little casita, you know, if you want to come down. It's going to cost you. Uh, you know, we, do, we saw one of these. Um, and we were at the beach in Oregon with the kids a few years ago. Uh-huh. And, it, and it was just south of there. So we had like, they called it like a 99%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was really, really cool. Like the, right. the way the light shimmers and everything was, it was pretty neat. Yeah. We're nice. all looking forward to it. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah. But so, so that was, so the 90s. About, I, was yeah. I want to say, I'm oh, sorry. I want to interrupt real quick and tell you that yeah. uh, who was your captain on that? Do you remember his name? I had a couple. Um, 
it was Sullivan. Sullivan. So I don't think that was the same guy. Did he drink beer? Did he have beer on board? Uh, you know of? I don't think so. Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Not that I remember. Okay, because the captain, I don't remember his name, but I got I they. So I was on I was on NAVCAM's East Pack, which is a Navy base, and there's a really small Coast Guard communication station, and this is up in the Pineapple Fields uh, on Oahu, and, like an Omega uh, station. Yeah, you that know, kind of yeah, deal, right? Radio, the Coast Guard yeah. had a yeah, the Coast Guard had a real small contingent. I want to say like fifteen or twenty people there, and um, so they the Navy let them eat chow at the galley, so they provided them with with a cook, and that was me. So I got it's the only coasty in the in the whole Navy galley. So I was I was sort of like. Uh, I don't know, swept away into the Navy without being a Navy guy. Making but, uh, your own anyways, rules too, probably. Pardon? Making your own rules too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I used, to, <laughs> I used to tell the Navy, oh, yeah, I go to the Coast Guard base for all my inspections and shit, and I tell the Coast Guard, oh, yeah, man, we do inspections all the time at the Navy. So I got away with I did the same, I I did the same thing when I was with the Army, man. I did the same yeah, shit. It's like, yeah, you know, murder, but, uh, it's like, no, we're allowed, to wear, anyways, we're allowed to wear Hawaiian shirts on Tuesday. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, they called me up and they said, hell, yeah, man, um, you're interested in going TAD. We, we got a TAD gig. And I was really getting tired of the Navy at that point. And I'm like, where is it? And they said, yeah, this is the Mallow. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. So I jump on board the Mallow and um, there was kind of a last minute deal. Uh, There was an FS1. I don't remember the guy's name either, but something was going on with him in his personal life and he couldn't go. Uh, So there's only two cooks, me and another guy. So we were were on and off the whole time. Uh, But what I remember is the captain kept beer in the fridge. Uh, You know, that sounds like Sullivan. It could be. Well, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't, you know, I was TAD, man. I don't know anything. But I used to go down there and drink his beer. And what I would do, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I don't remember, it was cheap beer. I don't know, Miller Lite or something like that. And um, so what I would do is, uh, I, of course, the cooks had full access to the fridge, right? So I'd go down there and drink a beer, and then I'd slide it back into the little six-pack holder, and I'd spin it around so the open ones were in the back. <laughs> and just put a case of lettuce on top of it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, hey man, by the time they discover this shit, I'll be long gone. <laughs> I'm just here temporary. So yeah. And sure yeah. enough, I never got busted. I drank four or five of those beers and never got oh, busted. That's funny. <laughs> but, so, anyway, but, uh, yeah. So, but that's the that's the trip, and I didn't know this at the time when they called me. <clears throat> but uh, that's what? the trip that they went out and did their drug bust just before you got there. Um, okay. And you know all that cool stuff you're talking about doing. We didn't do shit. Yeah. All we did was float, man. And I, I don't know the details because obviously I was, you know, not really in tune with anybody. But they uh, they were keeping this one vessel that they were tracking off on the horizon. And they were just following them real slow and just like strategically navigating around, you know, to to, to try to uh, to try to catch him. And then I, I guess the guy turned towards us, and off we went. You know, and the the full seven or eight knots that the buoy tender can go. Uh, yeah, the those buoy tenders, man, sunlight hits them oh. and they slow down. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we called it the black pig at, black pig of death. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they, they, they launched the RHI and went out and busted this dude. And I got a medal out of the deal as well. So I was literally mm-hmm. on board for like two weeks, man. Oh, that's so, well done. Yeah. Good timing. So yeah, it was we, sheer luck. Sheer we busted zero. We had zero drug busts when I was. Yeah, there. yeah. Well, it's a buoy well, tender, then, right? Yeah, and for those yeah, who don't know, for yeah. anybody who's non Coast Guard people, buoy tenders typically do not do that. They're no. so slow. I mean, you could almost outrun them in a freaking outrigger canoe. Dude, you can, yeah. you can outrun them by swimming. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I think if you get busted by a by a uh, buoy tender oh, for yeah. drug it's smuggling, you're yeah. a very poor drug smuggler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they should the probably double your love. sentence. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah stupidity. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, you know, because I, I you talk about what you just described, Doug. Uh, when I was on the Harriet Lane, and as as far as law enforcement, that is all we did. You know, every yeah. night yeah. you would find some boat, and you'd be like, you know, and you'd be stalking it, and yeah. you know, in retrospect, it was so uh, just cringy because it's kind of like okay yeah. you know it was like that that uh that living color skit you know okay you know <laughs> call me squirrel you know whatever yeah, dicky peterson. Like, <laughs> peterson that's his name yeah exactly Mom, is that you? Like, dicky come home yeah i gotta remember that yeah Sorry. exactly but so uh well, so on the, the time when you're doing it though you, yes. you felt pretty badass right you did you like oh well, I, was, I was never involved in that stuff i always yeah. felt like there was yeah. like four people that were really into it and that was like yeah. the navigator and the officer yeah. on deck and there you was know, a gunner's mate who was out. pretty yeah. charged up oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yeah there were yeah, two different kinds of gunner's mates there's the kinds that were for, yeah. that were like leaned real hard in law enforcement and the other other kind that were like i chose the wrong rate you know what i mean they're yeah. just kind of like i don't yeah. know why i'm doing this but no you're right uh like when you would pull up on a boat you got a chance to like hit hit the whatever ship you were stalking with the with all the lights you know you felt like you were flashing the badge and you were you were super badass but but like like i said in hindsight it's just that one moment is cool yeah it it is kind of funny too i don't know if you guys have had this experience but um you know being boarded if when you're on a boat doing something and getting boarded by the coast guard and seeing it from the other side, hmm. um, you know, having been a boarding officer and done a bunch of boardings and all that kind of stuff. When I was at the hmm. station, we, Angie and I were in uh, Puerto Rico. We were going on a dive charter, um, off to Seychelles Island, which is just a little bit South. Um, you know, it's like an hour boat ride South. Um, we finished our, our snorkeling diving and, we were on our way back and the weather was kind of snotty. And, and so the boat, and there's a lot of people on this charter that weren't very accustomed to that. So they were kind of seasick and we get boarded by the coast guard. Mm -hmm. So they slow us down and we got, they got to kill the engines and we're just sitting there slogging. uh, Well, actually they couldn't kill the engines, but so we're sitting there and there's, you know, diesel smoke and you're sitting there bobbing around while these, and these kids, get on board and i mean we're looking at these guys and i'm like oh my god that was me they looked yeah. like they were you know 12 years old yeah yeah and mm-hmm. uh and just super hardcore they're looking for um uh smuggled you know for people like from dominican republic right um, coming in immigrant human immigrant, trafficking immigrant. Yeah. yeah exactly that kind of thing um but it was just kind of interesting to see it from the other perspective you know did you tell them that you were ex-coasting uh, no, we didn't bring it up. I just kind of was, Angie and I were talking about it. I'm like, this was, and, and of course it's a major pain in the ass, inconvenience yes, for everybody. Yes. And all these people sure. were like, good Lord, can we go? And it took like 45 minutes or so. Hmm. Um, you know, we're paying money to go out on this thing and have a good time. And this was not ideal. And I don't was, know how many times. for your safety. Exa- yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated it. <laughs> I felt I felt a lot safer. Thank, thank you for all that you do. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Hey man, so, uh, we boarded we boarded a senator somewhere off the coast of California. I don't know who this dude was because I couldn't care less at the time. We boarded a senator off the coast uh, off the coast of California. Beautiful, beautiful uh, sailboat, and uh, we had to take his freaking dog ashore to take a crap, man. So there's two sides to all of that, you know. That's a, take my poodle, take my poodle to the beach, so he can take a dump. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> Senator. Saving poodles' lives. Yeah, dude, like, I got so many minute, jokes in my head right your now. Salary? What the shit, man? Yeah. Anyway. Oh my gosh, and you got a medal for that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little brown thing on my. Uh... <laughs> it's got like the little turd emoji on it. Yes. <laughs> With two bronze I stars. I once got a medal and I can't remember what medal it was. It was like a letter of commendation or something like that for, um, we were towing a, um, we got called out in, um, off Waikiki uh, when I was Mm -hmm. at the smallest station to go out and help a a sailboat. And it was a, a, a kid and his buddies, uh, and his dad was, you know, wealthy lawyer. Um, he took mm-hmm. his dad's boat out, had no idea. He was out trying to impress some girls and, uh, they didn't know what they were doing. They ended up, uh, needed a tow back in to, to the Alawai Marina. Mm-hmm. And so we, we picked him up, we put him in tow and we're going into the Alawai Marina. And I don't know if you guys have seen, uh, remember the Hawaii Five O show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you remember in the beginning of the credits, there's a guy surfing a wave. Yeah, that wave, that picture, that's from Alawai, um, uh, and that's a that's a little spot called Alamoana. And as you're going into the Alawai Marina, that wave breaks right into the channel, and you're watching guys standing up on boards and in barrels, like right there. <clears throat> and so we're bringing in the sailboat, and typically, you know, the you you slow down, and then you take the 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 sailboat alongside, and then you maneuver through the the marina and put it in its slip. So we were in that process of slowing down right as we hit uh, that wave. And I got totally distracted looking at this. I, you know, had an ADD moment and, <laughs> um, and I'm, I, and all of a sudden I hear Angie uh, yelling, Heath. And I turn around and the sailboat's just smoking right up on our transom. I mean, it's just almost right <laughs> on top of us. And so I just uh, split the screws, split them back, um, almost threw everybody in the water <laughs> Um, and this thing just went, shunk, it went perfectly right alongside us. They threw lines on it and we went, went in anyway, tied them up. Um, and, uh, afterwards, you know, everybody was pissed at me cause we almost, I could have easily had that thing just run right up our transom or crash into the many sailboats that were all around us. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my, it was a debacle. It was horrible. But from the perspective of the people we were towing in, they thought it was like super smooth and that was, that was the way cool it was maneuver, supposed to be done. Heath. Right, exactly. <laughs> so um, they wrote a letter. This kid wrote a letter to our command and complimenting our crew and, and how we did this whole thing. And I got called up in front um, and got this whatever it was, accommodation, letter accommodation. And I was sitting and I could, as they brought me up to pin this thing on me, I'm looking over at uh, Leva and Angie, who were on on the crew that day, and they're both just looking at me, shaking their heads like we were there, lucky dude. Bastard. We know, yeah, exactly. We know how lucky. <laughs> were, you the only one got it? were you the only one that got a, a, a accommodation? I for? think you know. I think so. I think because I was the cock, dude. Yeah. I know well, it was. Okay. It was total. It was horrible. Okay, for yeah. all our listeners, just a point of clarification: there was a period in the in the Coast Guard, and I'm saying I definitely think you probably deserve that just for freaking uh, how smooth it was. Yeah, but but with that, there was a period in the Coast Guard where like they were like they were like dealing out 
boards like it was going out of style like you could you had to be mm. careful driving on base that you had your windows up or like a ribbon would like fly in your car <laughs> you know, like, like on, yeah. on your chest you know but so i've got like a whole i got a whole rack but like probably of those probably like three or four of them are things that i felt like i really earned you know so yeah same yeah, here about, i was gonna say i, yeah. I always hate I always hated like going up in front of the crew and they pinning and reading all this shit about you. And you're like, dude, mm. anybody here would do that or better. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. You know, uh, yeah. I was hating that shit. It yeah. sounded like the chat AI came up with the, uh, yeah, the right. description <laughs> of what you did. They read <laughs> it the paragraph. Like, oh, and it was this big flowery. Uh, it, it sounded like you should be elected president or something. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, you know, yeah. you know, there's going to be a bunch of uh, commanding officers and XOs out there. They're going to be writing awards using that chat GPT, you know, oh, yeah, you, man. Know, you know, it's so, but uh, so uh, on the buoy tender, a uh, couple questions. Uh, is that where you made Bosomate? Yeah. Yeah, I struck Bosomate. Yeah. Before we talk about that, and also, can you kind of maybe, uh, for people that don't know a whole lot about the Coast Guard, uh, as far as like, you know, pulling buoys out of the water, you know, like you said, shooting the tube, you know, pulling the sinker out, dropping it, maybe just kind of a, a quick uh, couple maybe stories about that, because I always knew that was something that was kind of cool. Yeah, it actually was a pretty cool um, operation. So you um, to service the buoys, you'd you'd have to pull them out of the water, um, right. and then uh, they're moored to um, you know to the bottom with a sinker, which is basically a concrete big block of concrete um, with a metal um, you know attachment and a, a swivel and chain and a bridle that connects to the buoy, and then you got to pull the buoy out and scrape all the growth that grows on it. You have to inspect the chain um, and measure the diameter to see the wear because as it's as it's moving with the tides in the surf, it kind of wears on the mooring on the chain. Uh, and so and then you'd cut those pieces of chain out, replace them, um, paint the buoy, uh, replace the battery, uh, replace the lights. Um, so in order to do that, you had to get the buoy on deck. So we'd go up and you'd you'd uh, you'd throw a line over the, the cage of the buoy. Um, and then you'd hook your, uh, the ship's crane into the side of it and pull it up onto the deck. Uh, and then you'd have to pull all the chain up with the, the mooring. Um, and then you had a bunch of guys on the, um, on the bridge wings that were, and back then everything was done, uh, old school, you know, so they're sitting up there measuring angles and they are trying to find the location where it's to put it back on station. And then you'd hit mark and you'd uh you'd release the sinker and all the chain would drop off the off the deck and the buoy would be set free and in a spot yeah so if anybody would, if anybody has like never right? yeah yeah if anybody yeah. has never seen that just look it up i'm sure there's got to be a video on youtube like setting a uh setting a buoy in place old school style it is that's some dangerous shit man oh it, I mean, it was it's like <laughs> yeah. literally i mean that chain how i mean what's I, the what's the gauge of that chain oh it's like half inch or thicker inch you know thick, or thicker yeah three quarter yeah, yeah, yeah three quarter yeah and and it would be you know we'd fake it out uh, you had a chain stopper. So the chain a link would go through the stopper and on mm -hmm. and, and it'd be connected to the sinker and the sinker would be hanging over the side. Mm -hmm. uh, and those things are like, you know, well, let's just say 5,000 pounds, right? Yeah, they're, yeah, tons. they're huge. Tons. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, a couple tons. I got, let, let me interrupt just for a second because Heath is kind of telling the story like, uh, yeah, you know, you take the bread, you put it in the toaster, and you push it down. <laughs> this is some shit when you see yeah. it, okay? It, like, yeah. like, uh, it, it was like, you know, then you pull it out, yeah. you put butter on it, and then maybe some Well, I didn't want to get too <laughs> into the, you know. So Go then ahead. Have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go crazy, so, bro. So you got this giant. 
You got yeah. the giant sinker, um, and, giant. and then the chain. People, chain, giant. It's giant. It's giant. Yeah. And the chain giant. goes through a chain stopper, and then we'd fake that chain out, which faking it out means just basically kind of zigzagging it back and forth. Um, and you had another big chain. It was called a bull chain that you would then tie little square knots of marlin line um, into the the bite of the uh, the mooring chain, and that was to slow it down. So that when you released that, you know, 5,000 pound sinker and all that chain was being pulled off, it would slow it down just enough so that the whole thing wouldn't fly all over the place. Well, yeah. yeah. So if you can imagine, if you can imagine <clears throat> dropping, uh, let's, let's just, just to kind of try to put it into perspective for people. If you can imagine dropping like one of those 55 gallon drum that's attached to chain off of your roof, Right. And you can imagine it was, it's going to, as it starts to pick up speed, the, the, the curve that goes over is going to like lift all of that chain and it will literally start to, to fly Dance. up in the air. Yeah. Mm. And so that's what Heath is talking about. They had another chain that they would, they would tie some breakable string to essentially, and it would, it would slow it down just enough. So the guys on deck didn't get killed. Cause I mean, right. you're saying this, the sinker, the, the anchor, that thing weighed like 5,000 or more pounds yeah. sometimes. But if you added up the, the chain, just the chain that was another probably ten thousand pounds worth oh, of, yeah. worth right. of weight and that thing's flying around go look it up man it's cool go yeah. check it and, out and, on youtube that, it's cool and those sinkers are about the size of a small car they're they're yeah. depending yeah. on the size yeah. of the buoy yeah. so yeah. And, it, and it's solid concrete and yeah. and that boat these boats are not that big so yeah. so yeah yeah. yeah, go check so, it out, sorry. man. That's, that's, yeah, that's kind of a cool. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's a cool. Well, it was a, totally it was a great. Yeah. Uh, it was super fun. Yeah. It, it tell us about shooting the, shooting, the, shooting the tube. Shooting the tube, baby. Now, uh, when you guys are talking about shooting the tube, what are you guys talking about? Cleaning out the jail. outside of the buoy, that tube in the buoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, <laughs> we did, really didn't do that. Um, you okay. went in. You would go in. Um, the, the batteries were in, in the inside. Um, right. And, and that was really the only time you went in there, but you, okay. you didn't really, yeah, that wasn't something we did really. Um, that well, we had, don't look uh, ahead, do it on dirty jobs. What's his name? Remember that? Oh, Mike Rowe. Oh, yeah, oh, Mike Rowe. Rowe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. they're just, maybe they're just fucking with him. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a possibility. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Yeah, because going in. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but the, the, uh, I, the weather buoy that I was talking about before those Noah ones, Mm-hmm. Those were super cool because they were, they're literally moored to the ocean floor with an old style anchor, but like a gigantic old wow. style anchor, which probably weighed, um, you know, I don't know, 10,000 pounds, something like that. I mean, they're cra- super, wow. super heavy. And then it would be, uh, you know, a mile's worth of polypropylene line that was like um, three or four inches thick that we would uh, fake out over the whole length of the ship and w- when we released that thing. I mean, that's how, I mean, it, it would be like three or four feet high. Um, wow. And then when we released it, it would go out, out the stern from the, the towing chalk. Um, and that was crazy to watch. I bet. Man. Yeah. So, and yeah. so you struck boats and make it on there, right? And, and uh, yeah. how'd that go? Yeah. So that, it's like the ideal that's pretty much the best place. If you wanted to be a boatmate, you're starting out on a buoy tender. Uh, that was the ideal place to do it because you did everything. You know, right, right. you did. Tell, you, tell people what a boatmate is exactly. What is a boatmate? So boatmates are um, 
They do everything. <laughs> oh, that was a softball, Tony. Sorry, man. That yeah. was a softball. And uh, they do you know, everything. I, I'm expecting a Nobel Peace Prize for not commenting right now. <laughs> <laughs> so they were the seam. They're like the seam. I hate the fact they were on video, man, because I would be freaking. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry, Keith. Like, sorry, this, Heath, is, this is what I put up with. This is the shit I put up with, yeah. bro. Yeah, this you have no idea. I didn't even start it, man. We, we did. Uh, you do a lot of chipping and painting. Uh, yeah. Basically, you take a, a, a ship that was built in the 1940s. And you can uh-huh. imagine how rusty this ship is now in 1990s, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and you try to make it look good. Uh, and so you'd, you'd literally uh, needle gun and, and scrape down a, a bulkhead, and uh, and then like a week later you'd be needle gunning and scraping down that same bulkhead, you know. <laughs> and you never, yeah. Never, never needle yeah. gun through the hole. Never actually. <laughs> uh, no, no. Thankfully, no. But. Um, <laughs> But I, you know, so I can't remember how many hours of like just chipping and paint. A lot of chipping and painting, mm-hmm. but we also did a lot of the a lot of the things that are fun. You know, we were the guys who launched the boats and went out and drove the small boats, and mm-hmm. so we got uh, any operation that went away from the boat that was us. Like when we were out um, in the Marshall Islands doing uh, hurricane relief, and we were taking these FEMA representatives, that we would be the ones running the small boats into the beach and beaching the boats and getting all the stuff off of them and loading them back up on the ship. So, I mean, all the kind of, uh, I always thought of that as the fun part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no doubt. I know. talked about during, during when I was talking about when I was a non-rate, because uh, <laughs> I'd, I'd already put my name on school, a school list for core school. And, uh, and so I was the one that did most of the chipping and painting and all the individuals on, on board that were uh, striking boats and mates were the one, they were the guys that were like small, you know, running, you know, uh, you know, driving the small boats, doing the boardings, mm-hmm. you know, and working, mm-hmm. doing a whole lot more law enforcement and so forth. So as soon as you said on a boat, if you're a part of deck force, and you said I was and you were non-rate, you said I'm striking boats and mate, you were suddenly just elevated into this, this place. And also, so everybody mm-hmm. understands a boat to mate, at least at the time for a person that was active duty, not reserve, you had to strike it. You couldn't go to yeah, there was school. No, like, there was no school, yeah. Yeah, no school, right? So that I know of. OJT, baby. That's what striking yep. means for those who don't know. Yeah, on it's the on job. the job yeah. training. Yep. Yeah, and, so. and it was a good way. Uh, well, you know, and if you, like for you guys, you go to want to be a corpsman, there's a, a lot of people who, you know, it's a big queue of people waiting for that school, right? So you guys would mm-hmm. have to maybe mm-hmm. sit on a ship for a year until you got to go to the, that A school. Right. And for right. schmucks like me, it was like you were just boom. Let's just go. We'll, I'm gonna just do it. You know, get yeah. after it. Yeah. 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 So before before we moved to the station, oh, so how 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 long did it take you to strike? How long were you on the boat before you were? I was there for like a year. Well, I was on the boat for two years. You know, uh-huh. your two year deal, and I made bosun mate um, probably six months before um, uh-huh. before I left and went to the small boat station. So it took me a year and a half, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, and um, any other crazy, anything else crazy happened on that boat, or any any uh... on the Mallow? Yeah, yeah. we had. Um, so you know, I was telling you guys about going to um, Johnson Atoll and mm-hmm. and where they did the chemical weapons. So when we'd pull up alongside um, there, you'd be met with a van and a bunch of guys that come out. And before you could go ashore, first of all, the only thing there to go ashore for was a bar, and mm-hmm. and and so, but we were all pretty keen to to get after it at the bar. So everybody wanted to go ashore. So the first thing you, you had to do in order to be allowed Liberty was to go and get fitted for a gas mask. And, and they get, they, they, 
put you in there and they'd put a bunch of banana smelling stuff around. They'd fit you for a gas mask and then they'd hand you a bag full of um, atropine. And they gave you a little coded uh, signal uh, deal that you know, you'd have to reference. If you hear this this amount of whistles or whatever, uh, that means we got a leak and you got to mask up and atropine yourself in the leg. So <laughs> nice. whenever – so yeah. So you're we get off the ship and you want to go uh, drinking at the bar. Um, you'd, you'd have to take your gas mask and your, your atropine kit uh, nice. and go. Yeah, it was pretty hilarious. And we, we went um, – we we almost got thrown off uh, one one year. We went there, and a bunch of guys ran amok. You know, had had a bunch of beers at the bar, and then they found they're wandering back, and they found this swimming pool. And so they're like, "Hey, let's go swimming!" And this is like, you know, of course, ten, yeah. On the way back, uh, shit faced, two in the morning, yeah. kind of thing, back to the boat, and um, <laughs> they go jumping in this pool. That there's only one pool on the island, and it's at the colonel's house. <laughs> so, they don't know it but unwittingly these guys jump into the colonel's pool they're making all kinds of noise and and they get run out of there the next morning we all get called up to muster and the captain's in his you know dress dress uniform he's had breakfast at the colonel's house and the colonel's <laughs> basically threatened to throw us off and make his anchor out <laughs> not give us access to the island that was pretty fun yeah, yeah. Man, that same you. that same morning uh, the guy in the rack across from me, he had been out um, at this bar and he and I think it was like the SK um, one uh, had like a six pack of beer and they were coming back on the boat. They're like, well, we can't take this on the boat with us. So let's just let's just shotgun these before we go on board. So they shotgun a six pack of beer. Uh, uh-huh. He goes to bed uh, next morning. He's late for muster. Um, they go down there and the birthing area just smells like piss, right? <laughs> and so it turns out he he had just pissed his rack, you know, oh, he got off, pissed his rack. And so what was it, what was his him. name again? First and last, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> social. Oh, it was so funny. So the whole boat knew about it, right? And they called him right, up, and we had this super hardcore uh, MK2 that was the uh, master at arms. And he yeah. just lit into him and embarrassed the shit out of him and, and made him made him pull out his rack and mattress and, and wash it out on the booty deck. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, we're yeah. all working. And they, it was, oh, my God. It was so funny, uh, man. Yeah. Dude, man. Well, those are the days, huh? I, you know, it's yeah. funny because now, back then, uh, the, the hazing, the amount of hazing that went on, like mm-hmm. we did the, uh, the initiation for crossing the dateline and the equator mm-hmm. on that ship. And, I mean, the hazing – uh, leading up to it. I mean, it, from the day you reported onto the ship, it was like, oh, we got a swag. We got mm-hmm. swags, boys. Yeah. And they just fucked with you mercilessly yeah, for the whole time until until you finally went through the initiation, right? Right. Yeah. And then some of these guys, some of the guys just got super into it, like way too into it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, I, I, I did my initiation when I was on the icebreaker. And, uh, yeah, I was going to say, you did, did the initi- dateline, right, Tony? Yeah, I did the, I did the dateline and I did the, uh, the X and, the and I did uh, the yeah. equator. Yeah. yeah. And uh, also, we did the, yeah. 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 And yeah. then we did the, uh, I also did the, uh, I forget what it is, not the blue nose, but the uh, Emperor Penguin or something like that when I was in Antarctica. But that's uh, cool. Yeah, but the uh, but the the thing about crossing the uh, like you said that 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 equatorial crossing is is mm-hmm. epic. So yeah. I met the boat in Hawaii, and uh, even as did a, you do the, did you do the the Dateline at the equator? Yep. The yeah, X. That was, yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So uh, we, and yeah. and then uh, yeah, and and uh, when they uh, 
they, they just they, it, the whole thing, the whole lead up to it was insane. Mm. You know, it, like you just said, they probably it did wasn't... this on you guys' ship as well. But one thing I remember is like they literally cordoned off the outer deck on one part of the ship for like four days so they could start piling it with garbage and yep. you know yep. yeah so it was like four days yep. if you yep. wanted to go yep. somewhere you had to go around <laughs> that area and they had it roughed <laughs> off and tarps and shit yeah it was you know, head shaving and all that bullshit <laughs> you know we had we were fishing we were fishing, uh, you know, uh, uh, trolling, and we'd stop to catch fish. Uh, and they were dumping that shit into the forepeak uh, uh, and storing it and letting it rot and get nice oh, and, and juicy. And then all the garbage in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was nasty. Yeah, it was, was nasty. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Whose so, idea was that to start with anyway? Like, Jesus, I don't man. know, man. It's it probably goes back to nautical you know, tradition. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But, but, uh, well, and also, like, yeah. I remember, like, when, uh, when, uh, well, this was, I, I was, it was 2000. I went through it, 2004 or something. And mm -hmm. I thought, how bad could it really be? But you learned pretty quickly that it's pretty, and, and they, bad. They, they, pretty bad. They actually would let people opt out and there were people that opted out, but they, yeah. I think they probably regretted it at, afterwards because, you know, yeah, you don't, yeah. you know, because you want to be part well, of I it. Didn't, you know? That wasn't an option when I was no, there. I yeah. Was like, yeah. But, uh, well, well, I think yeah. three people opted out, three people, you know, everybody yeah. else was on board. I definitely was on board, you know, so. But I, mean, I, I remember, I saw quickly. some. Yeah, they, I saw some Coast Guard stuff hanging, Tony. Do you have your you got your certificate hanging someplace? I do in my office at work. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I work. Okay. Because I know I seen some stuff hanging in your office. I have, my, I I have my shadow know. box uh, hanging up, but uh, okay. But uh, but yeah, the uh, but my yeah my certificates. I got all my uh, my shell back and all that stuff hanging up at work. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I still uh, got those. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, got my hair, I, I still have my haircut insurance. Remember how you had to get haircut insurance? Did oh, you guys that's do that? right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get the insurance. I regretted it. Yeah, I got, yeah. The, I got the I got the Terry Bradshaw treatment. I totally <laughs> got the insurance. Yeah, yeah, they, shaved the, they shaved the name U, U, uh, USCG uh, Mallow, and, uh, and people said, pick, "Yeah, oh yeah." And then we, you know, we had a big pose, well, which I, I thought was that, fun. And we yeah. showed, when we did that, we were on our way to uh, the Marshall Islands, and I remember showing up to Kwajalein and going to the Yuck Way Yuck Club, which was the big uh, bar. Um, that mm -hmm. was pretty much our destination for any place we went, you know, mm -hmm. right. um, and everybody just every time, every year they'd laugh because, um, a new crop of guys would show up and they with these goofy haircuts. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know. But, uh, so, uh, so from there you went to the station at, at, <laughs> yeah. that was in Hawaii, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was right there. Ha station Honolulu. So and what's, it was, the uh, and what's the best thing that happened to you when you were there? You better well, think about this answer. <laughs> well, I did. I did meet uh -oh. my 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 now wife. Uh, Good answer, Heath. Good answer. Dude, so yes, that sir. was a no. That was a big one. Um, yeah. yeah, and we had fun. That was a fun station. Yeah, um, yeah. And there were some good. Uh, we had some. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, again, how how could you not have fun in Hawaii? Your our very area of operations, you know, Waikiki, mm -hmm. that whole south side of 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 Hawaii, Pearl Harbor, um, just cool places. Right. Yeah. Is the station is the station on a on a uh, base down there? Or? It it's so it's like most Coast Guard bases. It's in the yeah. seedy uh, underbelly uh, of of the city. Um, so yeah. we we were off uh, Sand Island, which was a mm -hmm. little uh, kind of man made island um, in Honolulu Harbor, um, right next to all the container terminals and, mm. and, um, you know, barge terminals and all that kind of stuff. You guys had a little exchange there, didn't you? 
We did. Right. Yeah, there was a cool. They had a nice little club and exchange. It's actually a yeah. pretty awesome little base. I think I think I remember. I because when I was up there, I, I was I was stationed up on the top of the hill, and then I lived in Eva Beach. Uh, and I think oh, yeah. I went down to that base just once or twice, but I mean, there were so many bases in Hawaii. Uh, why would I go to the Coast Guard base and that tiny ass little exchange? You know, uh, there was big exchanges with oh, a lot yeah, the of stuff. Yeah, Navy so, Exchange yeah. and the Air Force. Yeah, I went to went to those a lot, but uh, I think I went to St. Island once or twice. Yeah, there was a. I remember there was a barber shop. Uh, there was a barber shop, the exchange, a club, and a pool, mm. and, and then you had the barracks. Right. And that was, and then, you know, just engineering shops and, right. and the old boat station. Um, and I remember the barber shop was kind of funny because, um, there was a, an old Asian lady there who'd give you a haircut, but they always, you always got a massage, like a head massage. Is it like, is that like ubiquitous? I loved it, dude. That was, yeah, I loved it. It yeah. was so, I got a, same yeah. thing I got a funny story memory. about that, man. I, I, I yeah. So Jack, Jack, yeah, Jack, but, but when I Jack was up Shack, in a, yeah. When I was up in Seattle, jump away ahead here. Same thing. There was a a, a massage. This is going to be a terrible story, and I'm going to go ahead and tell it. That there was this, <laughs> tell there us was, your massage stories, Tony. <laughs> I know, I but there was a a, a woman who, and, and she was Asian, and she would cut hair, and uh, and she would uh, she would you know do the whole thing, and then she would she and she was uh, very religious, so she'd always have like you know like Jesus rock on and like cranked up, and uh, and she would get done. And uh, and she would just massage your neck, and it was like the best like neck massage ever, mm -hmm. right? Like and I, I'm and, uh, I, and I if there was nobody waiting, she would like go a little longer, right? And yeah. I remember like sometimes I'd be in there like getting the massage and or Drooling the on yourself. Yeah, well, the captain would come in. And I was like, "This guy's gonna fuck up my massage because he's here because he's gonna rush it." And, and I would go home and I and I actually told Melanie about it. I was like, "Hey, man, this, this uh, can you can and and uh, and and Melanie goes, "Well, let me try." And and I'd be like, "Just fuck off. You're no good at it." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like you're not doing no, it right. no, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, and, you're not, uh, you're not an Asian but, female barber. You know, never seen like long fingernails that kind of dig oh. into your scalp. Yeah. Dude, and she, yeah. and she would be massaging, and it'd be like you know, a song going, going, you know, like just a rock song going, like you know, Jesus is the best, and she'd be massaging my neck, and I'd be like, uh, I'd be like, there's something really wrong about this, yeah. but uh, but I kind of, but it feels you know, good. Like, but I kind of dig it. Third, this is your third haircut this month, and it's only like the eighth, and I'd be like. I don't know. <laughs> Liking this way too much. <laughs> I think she was on to me. So a little yeah. I was like, what about the massage? I'm pretty sure you weren't like, the only one, yeah. You're kind of creeping me out, dude. I'd be like, all right, well, uh, I tried. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, definitely. Also, another haircut story that I meant to tell when I was on the uh, – we were talking about the Harriet Lane is one time we all went over to the Marine base to get haircuts. Like, and and, uh, and, there was, and, I, sat, and I sat down in the seat and the, uh, the woman uh, – said to me is this you know large large black woman and she goes uh how you want your hair honey and i was like uh, uh i'd like a high and tight and she looked at me up and down and she goes uh are you in the Marines? And I go, no, ma'am, I'm in the Coast Guard. And she goes, you don't want me to give you a high. <laughs> so she just like trimmed it up and let me go. She goes, no, you don't want to, you don't want a Marine high. You don't want that. You. Yeah. No, no, you, you can't, you can't pull that shit off. <laughs> yeah. I remember the Marines looked upon us with derision, you know, they were, did, and, and they deservedly did. so. I remember sure. doing, Doing those, uh, you know, where you get all all the different branches of the service would uh, set up like their little um, 
wares and and it was for affairs for people looking at the military mm-hmm. and, yeah. and so you'd always have and we'd always you know he'd end up next to a bunch of marine corps guys and they had and every they were i mean their uniforms were perfect their mm-hmm. stuff was tight everything and we we had a boat and, a, and a, yeah. some disheveled uniforms. Yeah. Half your shirt, half time your shirt yeah, wasn't yeah. tucked in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Had, had primer and, on it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had paint stains. And yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. looking across at these guys and I'm like, wow, oh, those guys are way more squared away than we are. And they just look at you and they like, look yeah. at these. Look like you your boots with non-skid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Really. Yo, hey, I shined my brass. I shined my brass last month. Come on. Yeah, right. I know, I know. It's, like, it's, like, it's called uh, patina. Yeah, <laughs> never dull. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, uh, so you got the station. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and I know that's where you met Angie. And uh, but, but I know that some crazy stuff happened there. I know you've told me a few stories about stuff that happened when you're at the station. Oh yeah, like bicycle hockey. Yeah, yes. that was a good one. <laughs> well, so um, if, yeah, for those who don't know uh, station life, so it's kind of like a, a fire station. You did like two days on, two days off, and you stood a a 24 hour uh, watch where you slept at the station. And then, you know, you might get a call in the middle of the night uh, from the group uh, saying, Hey, there's a, there's a boat this at this latitude, longitude uh, in distress, you know, head out there, render assistance. And we get underway and go out there and, you know, to, most of the time that was broke down, tow them in right. tow them or, in. or there's a lot of times uh, boats would run, uh, run into the reefs, um, not fall on the range lights or missing the lights or read them wrong and they would uh, go aground. And so we'd have to go out and pull people off the boat. If we could get the boat off, we would uh, actually a lot of the stuff we did there was, was that groundings um, that happened pretty frequently sailboats. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you got a lot of downtime. Um, on, on these weekend duties, uh, days where you're just, nobody's, uh, most of the rest of the base is off and, uh, things are kind of quiet. And we had, uh, on the base to get around, everybody's got these goofy bicycles. Mm-hmm. And so we started playing <laughs> hockey with, with our, with broomsticks. We'd get broomsticks and we'd ride around on the bikes and we played hockey in this little alleyway, um, outside the station. And we've been doing this for a while and it was getting kind of competitive to where, you know, guys would drive in the, the broomstick into the front spokes and you'd have mm-hmm. guys going over the handlebars and it was getting a little bit aggressive. Well, we had, we were doing that one Saturday and the, a chief uh, from the base came rolling around uh, the corner and he's like, uh, Petty Officer Albright, like, what, what are you doing here? And uh, I was like, well, you know, chief, we're, we're uh, it's morale. You know, we're, mm-hmm. uh, this is an MWR opportunity. We're just uh, taking some time team building, you know? Anyways, like, uh, how do you think your chief, what do you think your chief would, would think about this? And I'm like, ah, you know, he probably wouldn't like it. He, we probably don't need to tell him about this. He goes, yeah, <laughs> you guys need to stop doing that. So that was the yeah. end of that, but that was fun. Um, it's amazing yeah, there was- what you used to get up to, huh? When, when, when nobody was looking, so to speak. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. But it was fun. Yeah. You know? You know? Yeah, because you're so bored, man. That's the part that nobody yeah. ever talks about. I mean, you know, you watch the war movies and all that, and these guys are under fire and all that, but <clears throat> they show you a short clip of those guys marching. Well, the truth is, they march for five freaking days. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Carrying shit, starving, and all the rest. And it's it's not too different for, for I mean, I was at um, the uh, Camden out in Long Beach, and it was the same thing. And we did, you know, uh, respond to distress things. But man, there was so much time where you did nothing. You just nothing. 
Oh yeah. Well, well also, well, then, also one thing that, that always kind of surprises me or surprised me, <clears throat> excuse me, at the time was uh was uh what well, you were how old were you Heath when you were on that in there? Oh, I was eighteen to twenty two, so I was twenty so, to twenty two so, when I was. At the yeah, so state. you're twenty years old. Think about yeah. your average twenty year old, okay? Mm. And uh, and they give you a boat, okay? I mean, the Coast Guard mm. is like, here is a boat, okay? Mm. And you're go you're also E four. Yeah. yeah, go. You're an E four. Yeah. You're going to go out and and think about what you just said. You know, you you'd pull people off reefs, you'd rescue people. Like I know, like when I was at Yorktown, uh, there were BM threes that would and BM2s that would uh, get out of the Coast Guard and they would go over to the to the Naval Weapons Station and they would join or they wouldn't go over there they would join the army because the, the in the army as a boat driver you were a warrant and they would immediately mm. warrant officer these guys right mm. because of what they did but but uh, it's almost like again you you're you're a 20 year old your average 20 year old just think about that and they give you amazing responsibility and I know that mm. when I was uh, when I was a uh, uh, at the state, when I worked at the station in Key West, those guys could drive the shit out of those mm-hmm. boats, man. They could, they could, they could drive them in ways. And I know you could. I mean, you've told me stories about about your boat driving uh, ability, and I and I, I know it's similar. Or, or you know, lack I know it's thereof, a, yeah. I think a lot of it was just. Yeah, I mean, you had you you were trained. You they gave you good yeah. training, right? They trained you well yeah. to right. do it, and then you took your the judgment of a twenty year old. Right. <laughs> and went and got into stuff, right? right? I mean, we would go, uh, we would go, one of the things we did uh, was, you know, big swells would come in, you'd have these huge waves, yeah. and they'd, they'd literally close out harbors. So yeah. you couldn't get, you know, the waves are breaking across the channel, was how big right. they were. And so we'd ride in on the backs of those waves to get in into the um, harbors uh, as they're breaking, you just kind of going on the back of them and then we'd spin around and we'd punch it and you know jump waves basically for entertainment um because <laughs> we're bored like you're saying yeah. I mean, there's something mm. to do, you're right? bored in your 20 yeah. you're bored yeah. in your 20. 20 yeah yeah exactly yeah. and you got this million dollar boat and you're just out there and you know you were all, yeah. all the fuels paid for all the maintenance yeah. Uh, yeah. right it was yeah i interviewed a lot of people yeah. I interview yeah. a lot of people in my job and I can tell you most 20 year olds that I meet can't barely spell their names nowadays. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it is. Does, does, doesn't Angie tell a story where you almost like killed her? Uh, yeah. I, I think I did that a few <laughs> times. We did one, one day we were, there was like a really, really big swell, um, you yeah. know, like, uh, 20 foot waves on, on the, which was kind of unusual for that side of the island. And we right. rode into Hickam Harbor. Um, which was the Air Force Base uh, right off the airport, right by right. Pearl Harbor there. Um, and then we'd spin around and I was going out and I was jumping, not necessarily jumping, but you go up the faces of these big waves and fall down the back of them to coming mm-hmm. out. And a freak superset came in uh, and we got caught in kind of no man's land. It was kind of, I had to keep going. And so I had the RHI pegged, um, you know, 45 knots or whatever that thing would go racing out there. And, and then I cut, I cut the throttle right as we hit the base of this wave and we went up the face of it right as it was breaking over and just managed to fall down vertically down the back of this giant wave. This this is a 20 foot plus wave down the back of this wave. And Angie said she was sitting, holding on and she was debating whether to jump off because she thought we were going to pitch pull and Mm. go backwards. Mm -hmm. And she held on and and we landed right on the transom. And there was this moment where time just suspended. It felt like forever where we're like, are we we going to go? go? Right. And then it just fell forward and we boom, got out of there. 
and everybody there's just a kind of a moment of silence and everybody was sort of quietly shit in their pants yeah right. um, me me included and the, <laughs> the the engineer they put with me was an older guy who'd been at the motor lifeboat station in um uh, Ilwaco. and mm. so he'd been on you know the self-riding boats and everything and seen lots of surf and he turned to me and he's like yeah, I don't think we need to do that anymore today. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, I think agreed. you're right, buddy. Yeah, agreed. That was close. I mean, we Let's almost had head back in right now. I, I think they're serving lunch. Yeah, right. So, yeah, we, that was that was kind of a moment. So, uh, you when when uh, did you ever think about staying in, or did you know you were going to get out? You know, I, I kind of um, being you know uh, going in uh, literally right after high school. I mean, I joined. Mm-hmm maybe six months after I got graduated high school. Um, and I, you know, circulating with guys who were a little older and have been to college and stuff. Um, I realized that was something I wanted to do. Um, and so I just had it hell bent in my mind. I wanted to go to school. And so I, I wanted, I got out, um, that, and I was a little bit, uh, you know, the whole, the military, wearing a uniform, telling me where I had to live, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I sort of just wanted to break away from that. Um, and, and go to school. So that's why I got out. And, and in hindsight, uh, I kind of wish I would have stayed in <laughs> it been pretty good. I mean, like, you know, the life you live was pretty good one. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but well, as a no, 22 I, year old, I was right. just done with yeah, it. What right? do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I think, I think at that age and, and Doug and I've talked <laughs> about this, that, uh, yeah, that, that, uh, that could have gone either way for both of us stayed into retirement, but it could have gone either way at, at, at yeah. four years, you know, yeah, really I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I contemplated the only, I tell you what, this is to, to the Coast Guard or the military's credit. Um, I got a decent reenlistment bonus. That's the reason I stayed in. <laughs> and yeah. after that, yeah. I had enough time in where I thought, well, shit, it'd be kind of stupid to get out now, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm over the hump. Right. You hit that 12 year mark and it's like, are you yeah. kidding me? Like the rest is because you're getting higher in rank, more responsibility, less actual shitty jobs that you do. Right. And your pay's well, getting better. And it's just like, Psh, you know, I might as well, well stick how, it out. How glad are you guys that you made that choice? Oh, now? Glad. Yeah. Hell I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> well, I will <laughs> tell you this September, September this year will be um, 20 years that I've been out. So I will have been out as long as I was in September yeah. this year. Right. And That's um, so, yeah, I, I will tell awesome. you that I think you did it. You did it the right way. I mean, I, I think that Doug and I did it the right way and you did it the right way. Either do four or five and get out or do mm. 20. If you start or going over well. like if you yeah, if you go over like four, if you like like if you do double enlistments where you're like, you know, seven, eight years, I, I do not understand why people get out at yeah. like seven, eight years, because all you got is another, yeah. you know, 10, 10, 11 years, 12 years Three and you and get that retirement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you, know, yeah. you know, Angie retired people, as a reservist. And but I there's some that. people I'm going to tell you, Tony, I met, I met a guy. This is a, okay. Quick, but funny story. Oh, go. I was at Home Depot the other day. I'm doing all this work on my house and I bought one of those threshold things. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's like six feet long, you know, and you cut it and then you put it on yeah. your new floor across the threshold. Right. Anyway, so I'm walking out to the truck and there was an old guy on the other side of the parking lot. And he had an old, old beat up white van, and he's like, "I have to hey, interrupt man. you for a second. I got to interrupt you for a second. Thanks for explaining what a threshold is. Go ahead. <laughs> well, it's for your benefit because you're Dude, so I owe you that from like I owe you that from like three podcasts ago. I owe you that from like three podcasts ago. So anyway, I, I wanted I wanted our our viewers to understand. <laughs> yeah, pull up my hair. Said I'm going to pull up a I'm going to pull up a, a, a vision. Uh, anyway, so so I'm walking across the parking lot. This old dude comes over. He's in a van. He goes, "Hey man, you got a tape measure?" 
I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't have any tools with me. And he's man, I'm trying to buy a rug in there. I want to make sure it fits in my van. I'm like, yeah, no, sorry. And then I thought, Hey, wait a second. I got this thing and I know it's 72 inches long, you know? Um, so let's check it. And he it goes, yeah, yeah, the rug, the, the rug, the rug. Tony, you're so you're twelve sometimes. <laughs> That's why we love you. Sorry, but anyway, so I'm like, hey, let's let's uh, check it out. You can measure this with with you know this is seventy two, and he's yeah, the rug I want to buy is eighty inches. So he opens up the back of the van, and I and I put this thing into trying to like, just gauge, you know, a little bit of a gauge, and there I see a Coast Guard hat, Coast oh. Guard retired, you know, old blue with the gold stitching, yeah. and I said, oh, you're a coastie, huh? You can figure it out. And he goes, oh yeah. And then, so we started talking next thing, you know, he's one of the guys, and this is where I was going with the story. He's one of the guys, he did 26 and he said, if they would have let me stay in longer, I would have, because he was one of them die hard, wants to stay in forever guys. And we, I knew those guys when I was in, um, they only retire when they're forced out. And, yeah. uh, that was never me. I was 20 and out, but, um, uh, there are people that they like it that much, man. Well, it's pretty yeah. good living. Uh, you know, I remember when I got out and I tried, <laughs> I got out and I tried to go back to the base uh, to see Angie, who was, who was still in. And uh-huh. the, the gate guard was like, hey, you can't come in here. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. And it just, the realization, I can't go to the galley and get food, uh-huh. like uh-huh. Uh, the free meal, all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, really kind of. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, funny because I mean, it, when you once you see both sides, then you can see like it actually was pretty good. But when you're stuck in it and you can only see that, it's like sometimes it gets it gets pretty uh, disheartening. You know, it's it's a tough life. But you know, for for you guys, I feel like you you guys could kind of determine where you wanted to go next for the most part, or were you guys? No. Or did you? No, I mean, didn't you get picks? You got, you get yeah. like three, they, did, they call it a wish list for a reason. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So they well, put also, you where they also the higher yeah, the higher up you get that that starts to get funneled down to it like narrows, my yeah. like yeah. I, I could like what, what Doug was talking about as far as like staying in for like as long as possible, I could kind of see myself in that in that, you know, in that situation because because I've always said the uh uh the Coast Guard is a very, very comfortable trap, right? Like once you're kind of in mm. it. And they're, you know, they're feeding you or they're paying your bills and all that kind of stuff or giving you money to pay your bills. And and uh, promotion is somewhat of a, I don't want to say guarantee, but if you do do what percentage you need to, you're going to promote. But I knew that the day was, the reason I got out was uh, was I knew the day was coming where, uh, where uh, you know, I was going to have to get out and an, and an opportunity presented itself. And every, it was, the stars kind of lined up, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, so that's the reason I ended up, uh, ended up retiring, but, uh, but it was like right at 21 years, but I could have done more. Um, mm. you know, I, I, I definitely did not hate the Coast Guard. I liked, I really liked being in, you know, so, uh, but, uh, but yeah, then that's why we're doing these podcasts really, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny because, uh, you know, when you're 18 to 22 or whatever, and you're, you're doing these amazing things, you're in these amazing places, you're, my thought at that time was, oh, this is just what it's going to be like. Yeah. You know, and now mm-hmm. I look back at those experiences and I realize how incredible they were, you know, yeah. life changing. Right. I'll never, yeah. you know, and, and that, that period of time I look back on, um, as you know, the best time of my life. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of funny how I, I wanted that to end in some way. And yet, yeah. Cause you don't know, right. You have, you right. didn't get to see the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's well, funny you know, the stuff you that we do that. as well, like that, that other people have, they have, they have no idea they will never experience things like that. Like I tell people that I've circumnavigated. I, we, t- we started in California, went all the way around and Is that came the back. Eagle? 
Uh, no, that was on the Boutwell, my last, oh, my well, last okay. tour. Yeah. But, um, there's so many, I mean, how many people in the world really seriously have done that? Very, 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 very few. Right. Were, you, were, were you on the, on the Botwell when they did the Prince and Dam? No. Rescue? Wasn't that? Okay. No, no. Yeah. I, I, know yeah, that. I yeah. thank my lucky stars have missed all, that was in Alaska, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I missed, I missed all the Alaska trips. I was on the Botwell for, for two and a half years and I was on the Venturist for three years and both of those out of California, I, neither one of them, I did any Alaska trips on and I'm very happy for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you know, know you, mentioned, it, it, you mentioned the whole uh, you mentioned the whole thing about uh, about you know what we've done because you know I've been in Antarctica. That's kind of a similar thing, you know. Like that's amazing. Yeah. Never, yeah. Yeah. But uh, or you you either you either uh, get out of where you grew up or you uh, or you stay there and you break tires at Firestone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Keith, yeah. No, no. I was just going to say yeah the Alaska thing. I'm, I was glad I. I've dodged that one too. Although I've yeah. told there are some pretty amazing uh, things to see. And, and yeah, I would love to go there. there. I just don't yeah. want to go there on a, on a, on a white right. hole ship where you have to go and get beat uh, rescue up. fishermen. Jesus. No. Oh yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. 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 Fisheries is a nightmare. I remember, so. uh, I, uh, and it's kind of funny that these, these things that you experience and the things that you see, like, um, pulling Navy torpedoes out of the water, <laughs> and literally the the uh, stenciled on the on the outside of it is um if found please contact u.s navy yes. property u.s navy and there's a phone number you're like what hey, what, a, what, a Doug, what a doug's old buddies i think ordered some torpedoes oh <laughs> yeah and he ordered a torpedo and a guard dog and a box kite through our fabulous uh mill spec system oh, shit. Oh, well cool. i tell you we're yeah, we're, we're right in an hour, so why don't we uh, why don't we stop there? Uh, so everybody, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, unless anybody else has got anything else to say, I don't want to stop this conversation because we can always make it a two parter. I say, yeah. yeah, no, Tony's twelve. That's okay, good enough. That's all I was going to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> mentally twelve. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you everybody, everybody for listening. Uh, this has been Analog Spectra. But we'll we'll talk to you. Oh, and Heath will be here for the next podcast. So that's pretty freaking cool. Sticking and, around. Uh, we'll see. Stick yeah. around for more. All right. All right. We'll see you. We'll see you next time. See right. you. See you. Cue the outro music. This has been an Analog Spectrum production and presentation. Uh, guess what? And if you're watching this on, on YouTube, you already know this. But guess what? We're on YouTube now. How cool is that? I mean, lots of people are on YouTube. But still, it's kind of cool. So so how cool is that? Uh, so anyway, uh, Doug and I will do anything to make a podcast uh, easier to listen to, easier to watch, uh, more interesting, and more entertaining. And why do we do that? We do it for you. We do it for your support that we so, so much appreciate. Uh, other things that are going on that's kind of interesting, and you're going to find this hard to believe, we're actually closing on a year's worth of podcast. That's right. Doug and I have been doing this for a year now. Can you believe that? So uh, go down into this podcast description, find our website link, and click it. Head on over there. There's all sorts of podcasts on that website. We talk about all sorts of crazy stuff, as you know. So maybe there might be something on there that you're not aware of, that you might be interested in, and go ahead and give it a listen. 
and while you're over there clicking stuff go ahead and click the subscribe button and uh, you don't actually have to subscribe on the website because we're on all sorts of podcast apps we're on spotify we're on apple we're on google we're on amazon you name it we're probably on there i'm the one that set all that up and uh while it was a bit of a pain, it was fun and totally worth it. Uh, so other things you can do while you're over there clicking around, go ahead and click the like button and go ahead and share the podcast. Both those things, sharing and liking it, sharing it with your friends and family. Uh, that's not a huge effort on your part, at least I hope it isn't, but it pays huge dividends for us. And finally, if you would like, you can contact us, uh, Doug or I, at uh, analogspectrum at gmail.com. Maybe you just want to say hi. Maybe you want to show your support. Maybe you got some constructive criticism. Uh, maybe you got a show idea. All that stuff would be great. Or you know what? If you feel like being a guest, go ahead and give us an email. We'll give you a platform so you can share your story. Maybe. Okay. Let's be clear. You know, if you got to say something that we don't want you to say or we don't want to use our platform, I'm not going to let you. But let's hash it out. Okay. And next thing you know, you can spend a little time with Doug and I shooting a breeze in our virtual space. I love that idea. So finally, that's all I have. That's all I have to say. Uh, thanks again for everything. And I promise it's only going to get better from here.